Welcome to Reteach, a place where professors know that student equity gaps can be closed and are willing to put in the work to figure it out. We are dedicated to our teaching and our students. We are passionate about improving our classrooms and our communities. We can make a difference. We will make a difference. I am your host, Bruce Hoskins, and my mind and heart are ready to learn. So what's up, everyone? So, hey, look, this is um, going to be an interesting episode for me. Uh, I'm, I'm going to take a pause for a second uh, in regards to the textbook stuff, because by the time you get this uh, podcast, you're going to realize that it's later in the day than what I normally post. And normally I post uh, these, assi- you know, <laughs> these assignments. Um, normally I post these episodes um, at about 4 a.m. Uh, because I've recorded the night before and, you know, edited all that stuff. And on a day-to-day basis, you know, week-to-week basis, that's been something I've been able to do. But I come to you uh, with with great humility right now. And I really want to talk about something in regards to just a perspective on on late work, right? Because right, because um, I'm sitting in this space of I'm late. I'm late with something that I normally would have done, and um, and I feel bad. Right. Not not that anyone. I mean, no one's even paying me to do this, really. Right. I mean, let's just be real about it. I get that people are listening um, and everything. And, and I get that some people will be upset. Right. Or not upset. Well, no, maybe upset um, or whatever, because I didn't come out with this on time like I normally do. And like I said, I really wanted to just sit here and just talk to you and share my heart about late work. Right. And all the things that I was thinking this morning when I realized that I had not recorded last night um, and all the reasons and rationales and stuff that was going through my head in regards to, yo, I could have just dropped this assignment. You know what I'm saying? Like I could have just let the week go by and I could have, you know, came back to y'all next week and not even bad an eyelash, act like nothing, nothing happened. And some of y'all would have just been like, whatever, like, you know, he's not, you know, <laughs> it's like he gets a pass or whatever, or maybe something happened. It's like some of y'all would be compassionate, you know, with me um, and everything, especially in this space, right? In this reteach space, um, I think a lot of people would give me that that automatic like, yo, man, I hope Bruce is all right. I hope things are going okay because, you know, he, he's normally on time with this stuff. And so what happened, Right. And so, I, I like I said, I just wanted to share with you that, look, man, and just thinking about this from also from a student perspective about late work, right? And being late and all the reasons why someone can be late and why we as professors should be, could be, maybe must be compassionate, especially during a global pandemic, right? Uh, because of all of this stuff, Right. And everything, especially when it comes to late work, it's like the story. So look, let me let me tell you this flat out. Not my health has not been great lately, not because of COVID. Thank God it's not COVID. However, my life has been directly affected or indirectly affected by COVID and and the global pandemic simply because. I <laughs> I feel a little embarrassed to say this is like if y'all would see me right now like if this was like a video you would you would see that my left eye is like really puffy right now 
and it's not like it's, I'm, I'm I'm hoping I'm, I'm pretty sure it's not pink eye or anything. But what I, I believe it is, is that um, and it's pretty consistent with like, let's say I with uh, spider bites. Like, I think I got bit by a spider, <laughs> like straight up. I mean, and if anybody's ever gone through that, they, they know uh, how this all goes down. My wife gets bit uh, by spiders all the time. For whatever reason, our house has a lot of spiders um, and everything. I try to, you know, take care of them and everything because I am the official bug killer in the in the household, unfortunately. Uh, fortunately or unfortunately, I'm the official person on that one. But um, I, I'm, I am confident that I got bit by a spider. The, the thing is, I don't, you know, I, I've never, honestly, I don't know if I've ever gotten bitten by a spider before. <laughs> and so, um, not a whole bunch of pain associated with it, but a lot of, you know, discomfort and everything in my eyes started getting puffy it, it, and, and it's been progressing um, and everything. And so I, I, I freaked out. I didn't freak out, but I freaked out kind of yesterday <laughs> uh, regarding like because I, you know, set an appointment with the doctor. But here's the re- reason why I'm trying to give some perspective on this one. And so, you know, I, I'm, I'm blessed enough to have, you know, uh, you know, to have health insurance. And but here I am trying to make an appointment, a doctor's appointment. And they're like, yo, we can make a phone call. We can do a phone call with you uh, to, you know, later on today. And I'm like, phone call, you know, like a phone call appointment. It's like, I'm pretty sure the doctor's going to want to see my 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 face um, in order to try to determine this stuff. But all this phone call stuff uh, is, you know, it's like with a doctor it was like it was new because. And a lot of that has to do with the pandemic, the pandemic. And they said that they said it's like, look, you know, because of COVID-19 and everything, we we really are trying to uh, not have people come into, you know, the healthcare facilities, which I completely get and support. As a matter of fact, I was hesitant of calling uh, the doctor about something that that is probably minor. Right. It's like this. This bite is going to just run its course and then it's going to be gone. As a matter of fact, I feel better today. I'm not going to lie to you, although my face is a bit more puffy, (laughs) uh, especially in the mornings. um, But I feel better today. And so I'm just like, man. uh, Right. But yesterday I, I made the phone call. Everything set up a phone appointment. But guess what? My phone, for some reason, over the last few months, my phone has not been ringing. I know, you know what, and see, and I just know that this just sounds ridiculous to some of y'all, right? It's like, especially if you were thinking about it from a student, it's like, look, I'm a grown ass man, right? It's like, I'm 49, I'm grown and I'm having phone problems, right? You can believe me or not, but I know that y'all believe me. I mean, we in reteach and y'all, y'all my peoples, right? And everything. And so I know you believe me when I tell you this and you know that I'm not and feel the air quotes on this, Right. Um, you know that I'm not making excuses right now. You know, like for real, like so I was I had this phone appointment with a doctor, but my phone wasn't ringing. I don't know why my phone hasn't been ringing lately, but and I don't know how to fix it, quite honestly. And as a matter of fact, every time I think about fixing it, I go in and I look at it and it seems like my phone is fine. But for whatever reason, my phone doesn't ring. And I got to figure that out. Some of y'all, you know, hit, hit me up in an email or something like that. Let me know if y'all know actually how to fix my phone um, and everything. And I, I'm sure it's simple, right? But I don't even want to go into, I don't want to go into AT&T or wherever the hell it is, you know, into one of these cell phone places to help them fix my phone. I know that they could probably do it in two seconds flat, but I don't want to go in there because of freaking global pandemic, right? It's like, I don't even, I'm not trying to go outside the house a whole bunch uh, right now. 
uh, and everything. And so then when I'm when I'm telling you this, right, it's like literally my life has been, and this is just a spider bite for crying out loud, most likely, a spider bite that I'm talking about right now. We're, this is not even actually getting COVID. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm just talking about a spider bite. Potentially. <laughs> I keep on having to say that to myself. But when we're when we're talking about this, right, it's like the, the pandemic is messing up a lot of things that are just that would normally be easy, right? Teaching right now. It's like this is another thing, right? It's like I get it. It's like I it's like it's not just my eye, right? And I could have said that and y'all have been just fine, right? Um, but it's not just that, but it's like literally my whole like I've been depressed more than normal lately, right? Which in our society, talking about depression is still a hard thing to do, right? Because we we don't uh, our our answer to depression is no is still it, we're getting better though, right? But but normally it's still hey you need to get over it. Hey you need to put a you need to put a smile on your face. Hey you need to think of all the good times. You need to think about what you're being blessed with. It was like look I can't tell you y'all enough about this. Like really, because my uh, with with all love and sincerity to my wife, my wife is that way, right? And but we're you know we're the same age, and we you know we grew up in that same generation of if you're depressed, put a smile on. If you're depressed, get over it, right? And and when you're depressed, look at all the blessings that you have, and 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 that should help you get out of your depression. Because don't nobody want to see you depressed, and I and I and I truly, honestly do get that. I can, I can count my blessings. I could do it right now. I have a I have an amazing wife. I have four kids, you know, and 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 they're great. Um, I have you know I have my dream job of teaching at in the city that I was born and raised in, um, making a livable wage, right? Um, and everything. I my my wife is able to stay at home. Um, in order to be able to to navigate through this global pandemic with our kids as they do remote uh, education, um, and you know I got a house right. It's like a you know, it's like we got a roof over our head. We got food. We got plenty of food because <laughs> we we you know getting ready for some uh, insurrection there for a little bit. But <laughs> real talk that that's a real thing that happened in the Hoskins household. So. And so I can I know how to count my blessings. I have my my health besides this damn potential spider bite on my on my face. I got my health. Um, I, I I coach uh, at, at you know at my my alma mater, my high school alma mater. You know, in a position that I used to play. Um, I I am you know I get to interact even still uh, with with these with these students and everything. And I'm just like I know how to count my blessings, and yet I'm still depressed. Right. And and I and look, don't 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 trip out too much. I get, I, you know, mental health. I'm, I'm good with this. I, I'm, you know, I'm 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 understanding right more about mental health. And I understand, you know, even more so about mental health counselors and the importance of mental health counselors. Um, me personally, I'm like, look, I, well, I talk to people enough. I, I talk to y'all. Right. It's like I'm talking to y'all now. And so I feel good um, about the space that I'm in. And um, but you know what? I mean, you know, all this mental health stuff, it has such a negative stigma still to me, especially our generation. Right. It's like the 49. I'm 49. Right. My generation, uh, if you would. And so it is still hard for me to even think about going in to, to seek help. Right. Uh, personally, right now, I feel like I don't need help because I'm thinking to myself, look, my depression makes sense to me. 
it makes sense. It's 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 rational, right? It's like if I was depressed and I didn't have any I feel like I had any reason to be depressed, um, then I would be thinking very differently about this. Uh, trust me, right? It's like, but but my depression makes sense. My depression is is being, you know, uh, it's like I'm in a stage in my life uh, where I'm thinking about, uh, you know, retirement. You know, it's like thinking about legacy. It's like I guess this would be like a traditional. Uh, midlife crisis, if you would, but it's, I'm not in crisis mode or anything, but I am really reflecting on what is it that I'm going to do for the next 15 years or so of my career, right? And that has me thinking about a lot of different things. It has me thinking about becoming an administrator. I mean, retirement, right? It's like, how am I going to live off of the, you know, I have I saved enough? All this stuff is my, it's, shoot, is our pension even going to be there at the end of all of this stuff because of all the validity, uh, volatility that we see in the stock market and, and everything like that? And so I really do wonder. Right. I, I'm, I'm thinking about those things. I'm thinking about are my kids going to be able to even live in this area? I mean, like I, I live in Oceanside, which is like the the, the least expensive uh, space in our district. And yet the, the average, the median price home in, in our district uh, or in Oceanside is like six hundred thousand dollars right now. And I'm like, OK, how are my kids going to even be able to live in the city that I was born and raised in? Like those, right? It's like those are like real things that are happening in my head, right? And I know I get it. I'm 49 and everything, um, and, and all this stuff is happening. But those are real things, right? That are that are happening. Um, me being depressed right now again makes sense because uh, my mom passed away about seven years ago now. And and for anyone who understands anything about you know the passing of you know your loved ones in your life, you know that you never get over it. Um, there's nothing to get over, right? It's like, like death comes for us all, if you would, and you have to learn how to live with their absence. And, and I'm still adjusting and adapting to all those things. And, you know, right now, um, it's been probably about a week ago that it was my mother's birthday. And, um, you know, to, to put my heart on the line here, I always had a hard time remembering my mother's birthday when she was alive. And now that she's passed away, I've tried to make more of an effort for some reason to remember her birthday, and I still can't do it. And I don't know what that is. And so, you know, my mom's birthday came, and um, my sister surprised me with a with a text. Um, she, you know, she texted me and my brother and just said, "Happy birthday, mom!" And I completely forgot that it was my mom's birthday. The thing is, though, is that that my body was like dragging, and I didn't even. I, I knew that I was like having a hard time with things. I knew that my brain was slow and muddy um, and everything, but I didn't think about my mom, my mom's birthday coming up. I didn't have a conscious thought of that. I literally forgot. She surprised me. And, and so when she texted us, I was just like, yo, my spirit knows when my mom's birthday comes because it knows you know, my energy and, and everything, my, my spirit goes lower, you know, in, during that time. And and I don't even have to have a conscious thought about it. Right. And, you know, and that really messed me up. You know, the fact that I forgot her birthday and I've been trying to remember and everything. And um, that, that, that messed me up. I actually, um, you know, cried a little bit. Like I got emotional in front of my, my intro class because I had my Zoom session with them. 
And, um, and it was real. It was a very real moment. And I know something is like, look, I, I understand some of y'all are like maybe really afraid for me right now. Please be, save your concern for someone else. I mean, please be concerned about me. Um, but I'm going to be all right. <laughs> I got a lot of faith uh, in my God. I got a lot of faith, uh, in, in my, my students. And, and I have a lot of support around me. And so I'm not, uh, so I'm not worried like that. Um, but this mental health thing is for real, right? Um, especially, and it's exacerbated, right? Uh, because we're in a global pandemic, right? And so then when it comes to being depressed, it's like, well, not being in front of my students is depressing also. And I'm realizing now, and I, I, could, I could say this to y'all, we can, we can, we can be real and reteach, right? I, I'm, I am not designed for this. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I'm going to, uh, you know, adapt and I'm going to continue adapting and everything. But online teaching is definitely not something that I'm going to ever be uh, excellent at. And that is really wrecking my soul right now. Right. I know I, well, I know I'm good at it. Well, I shouldn't say I'm good at it because I keep on making all these little mistakes that get magnified in the technological spaces, right? It's like, you know, missing, uh, putting the wrong dates on stuff. And I'm, I'm realizing how, how hard my, my online folks work in regards to, you know, writing something, giving instructions that make sense to students in a, in a space where you're not face to face and everything. And, and I'm realizing more now than ever that is not, is, is not the instructions necessarily that the students are dealing with, right? When they, when they read those instructions or whatever, what my physical presence does, and because I'm, I'm, I'm finding this out really, and just talking y'all, talking y'all through this, and hopefully this is of use to you. Uh, in this muddled presentation that I got going on here is that I'm realizing now that the students are not so much that the students don't struggle so much with the instructions that people give online. What the students are struggling with are themselves. What they're struggling with is their own fear. What they're struggling with is their self, is their doubt that they can do this thing. What they're struggling with is imposter syndrome. What the, those are the things they're struggling with. They're not struggling with your instructions. They're really struggling with themselves, right? They're struggling with with what society has socialized them into believing who they into who they are right now. That's that's what they're struggling with, right? And I'm going to tell you, and I can I can be honest with myself in this, in that I struggle with those same things still to this day. Even though I have my dream job and all of this stuff, I have all these blessings around me. I still struggle with: Am I even good at this? Right? And please don't misunderstand. Right. Face to face, I know I could do a better job. The thing is, though, is that, like I said, the, the job that I'm doing right now has really just become a job. You know, before the pandemic, this is my dream job. Right. Right now, though, it is just a job because the thing that I'm realizing and I continue to realize and get depressed about is that I'm a true extrovert and, and building relationships with people, all the people. Right. Especially the students, but all the people on my campus. Right. Is something that I need. And so right now I am just doing my job to the best of my ability and I am struggling in a lot of different ways and just want 
you know, just to wanted to talk to you and just say, it's like, now can you imagine what our students are going through? Because I'm grown, <laughs> right? It's like, I'm grown. I have my PhD. I have my dream job. I have my wife, my kids. I was like, can, can anyone remember? And uh, clearly when it comes to community college students, you can get anyone in any age range, right? Uh, but the vast majority of our students are like, you know, early 20s um, and everything in, you know, 18, 19, 20. Can you imagine going through all of this and having all the angst of who you're going to be when you get older? Who are you going to marry? Who are you going to? What kind, how, how much money are you going to earn? What Are you going to actually find a, a good, solid career? Or do you even know what your major is? Remember all of that stuff? Imagine going through this pandemic with all of that baggage, right? Because I'm going through this pandemic and feeling depressed and disconnected, and I got it all. <laughs> Damn near got it all, right? And just saying, I don't honestly, I don't know what else to ask for in regards to how blessed that I am. Like, like real talk. I mean, the, all the things that I would ask for just sound small and petty. Like, really, they, they, they do. Um, and everything, right? And so it's like, for real, to me, there's nothing more to ask for in my life. And yet I'm depressed. I'm having, I'm struggling, right? So when we're thinking about students turning in work late, because like I said, by the time you get this, this is going to be later in the day. Um, I won't even be able to edit this thing the way that I, you know, immediately afterwards, like I normally do, because I got a class coming up here that I got to get ready for. And so this is going to come later in the day, but I'm going to post it anyway. And I hope you listen to it. I hope you accept my late work. Right. And, and while we're, we're thinking about late work, um, let's continue to think about and put the lives of our students into perspective. Right. They are living through something during a formative part of their life. Right. It's like for me, like my life is set. (laughs) Right. Um, I got some things that I could do that I can. I'm thinking about, you know, really going that administrator route and all that stuff. And that's a real thought for me. But imagine this happening when you were 20, when things were just so new to you and, and your life could literally go anywhere. Imagine going through that and imagine them not turning in an assignment on time and imagine what your response is going to be. And I hope in this space that we approach that with compassion, with empathy and with love, because that's the only way we're going to get through this. Well, that's all I got. I hope you learned something. Peace. Thank you for listening to this episode of Reteach. If you want to learn more about me or my open source introduction to sociology textbook, please go to brucehoskins.com. In closing, I want to leave us all with a question. If you learned something today that you think would help close your student equity gaps, how long will it take to incorporate this into your classroom? A year? A semester? Next month? Today? No matter the timetable, we must commit ourselves to becoming better teachers. Our students deserve it. All of them. Not just the ones that are good already.